Um, I like seeing who's gonna... Who's gonna go for it first. It's a game of chicken. We looked at each other in the eye when I turned on the... Re- pressed the record button and we both, both choked. We both blushed. We blushed. We said, oh no, you go first. You go first. Um, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is a service industry podcast, which you may or may not know. Um, and, uh, that's Okay. And that's, hey, <laughs> we'll meet you where you are. We're going to come to you. We're going to come to you. Um, if you download this podcast. Yeah. Just, you have to kind of start it off. You have to meet us. Actually. You have to light the fuse. And we provide the dynamite. Wow. <laughs> yes. I like it. Okay, cool. Um, we've, uh, we just did our, uh, our second phone banking event today. We just hot off the heels of that. Um, really working hard today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was super fun. Thanks to everybody who came out. It was super sweet and inspiring and a lot of fun to just like actually meet and talk to people instead of being on Twitter. Yes. And we did a little kind of interest sheet on some in-person canvassing and Lily and I signed up to canvas in Staten Island. Hell this yeah. Weekend. Hell yeah. Which I think has the potential to be as explosive as the aforementioned dynamite. I have my hairspray ready. Oof. Mm. I'm going to be walk. I'm going to have like a full business lady suit, like the skirts, pants, right. and, and then you, you the have white the gym shoes. shoes on and yeah. the heels in the bag. Yes, exactly. But you're going to canvas with the bag yeah. with your heels. I'm in cosplaying it. as working girl. Yes. For Staten Island. Amazing. It's going to be great. I don't know if that's against the rules per se, but, you know, uh, at any means necessary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's what that usually is kind of defined <laughs> as. <laughs> oh, man. So much has happened since we put out an episode. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you were away. So we haven't recorded in two weeks. Right. Uh, we... Is that true? Yeah. Hmm. I don't think so. Well, we recorded last Sunday before I left, but yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. nine Sorry. days, whatever. I don't know. Okay, no, I'm not Sue trying to like me. get you on the math or anything. I, I thought I was going crazy. Um, yeah, I was in D.C. I got canceled, which was huge, you know, for oh, I me. Forgot. I, I, I even forgot you got canceled. I got canceled. Oh yeah. I mean, sort of via a podcast listener, I believe. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. I'm not sorry, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that on that. And that's that. Um, we also, <clears throat> some of you may have seen, we did, we launched serviceforbernie.org. Yes. It's a really beautiful website. Um, we had a lot of really awesome people donate their talents and their time um, to create a, a website that lists sort of all of our all of the reasons that we would like to endorse Bernie Sanders for president. And it's very thoughtful and well-written. Kelly, you did a great job. Um, And yeah, you can sign your name, share, tell other people. Um, It's like a really cool thing. We have like almost 500 signatures, which is like really cool. Yeah. It's definitely something too, that I think the website itself is not like a living document, but I think it should be treated as such. And it's just like, we listed sort of reasons why we think that, uh, Bernie Sanders is like the can't like should be fully endorsed by the service industry as like a as our candidate and and I think that can be like 
a lot of people that we've talked to have said, like, how do I talk about this to people at work or my family or whatever? And I think it's a good jumping off point of like, okay, this is what my life looks like. And this is what like this candidate is saying that responds to the reality of my life. So in that sense, it's not meant to be exhaustive. Totally. No, it's, it's really cool to see it all there in the same place and it like covers so much ground and, but is also specific and personal and it's, um, yeah. it's great. And I sent it to like my parents. I was like, yeah. have a look, see. And it looks like a professional fucking website. website. It's yeah. incredible. Shout I didn't know Dylan. people Thank could you. do it. Um, that's what happens when you stay in school. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yes. Yeah, so lots of exciting stuff. <clears throat> um, service stories. Service stories. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to kick her off? Well, I'm going to tease one. We're recording a Patreon episode after this and I have a celebrity sighting. Wow. I haven't even heard this and I'm, I'm excited. I, you know what? I would pay $5 Kelly. Is that a possibility for me to pay $5 to hear this story? Okay. I'm trying to, (laughs) Oh, but I mean, you should pay $5, but I'm just saying, I don't know if the stock market crashes. Well, maybe you only have $1 to throw. No, you should say you can't get that content unless it's $5 because that's the Patreon uh, pledge level. I thought one could, $1. You don't get the podcast. Oh really? Yeah. Why does anyone give us $1? It's a shout out on the pod. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Maybe we can discuss this later. <laughs> um, the point is, I can't wait to hear your story. Oh yes. Which is interesting <laughs> and involves a celebrity. <laughs> God damn it, Kelly. Anywho. Um, anywhoosie. But I have a, a regular service story um, for you loyal, but cheap listeners. Um, <laughs> Which involves Bernie Sanders. Cool. Which is that this weekend I happened to just, uh, my restaurant is like a little short right now when people are moving schedules around and it's just like, um, and then like two servers were on vacation and like, it was just like kind of a crazy weekend. Yeah. And I think I've talked about before that the restaurant I work at, the sister restaurant is next door. And so sometimes I'll go back and forth. Yeah. And I had to Friday night bartend closed 9am brunch bartending at the sister restaurant into serving dinner at my restaurant. It was like, and then Sunday night dinner at my restaurant too. So it was just like a crazy work weekend of just like more time in the restaurant than away from it. Yeah. I was tense. Sure. And then on the Saturday night serving shift after doing brunch bartending, this girl, true girl, like 24 years old, probably she said she was writing a thesis. So we know she's a youngin uh-huh. and she was talking about how she didn't, she was questioning Bernie because there was a section of the green new deal that she didn't support. Mm-hmm. And that section was about nationalizing utilities. And she was like, there is a, a government sponsored electricity provider and um which once again i don't know what the fuck she's talking about because i actually haven't read these policies i'm just like oh yeah i I bet it's good i don't know (laughs) naomi klein's posting about it um and uh and so and she was like they're some of the notoriously worst providers of utilities and so she's like i just don't know if he wants to increase that method of providing utilities 
And I said, well, it'll be different speaking to my table. Eavesdropping on the conversation had to cut in. Oh, I see. And I was like, well, I think it's just you're talking about programs that aren't fully funded. And obviously the Green New Deal, the goal is that they'll be fully funded. And she's like, it is fully funded. And I said, well, it might be fully funded according to this budget, but the budgets have been produced in a austere sure method for the past 60 years so i was like we don't know right it's the ability it's called the green new deal sweetie yeah babe new no and then uh and then had to also be like did you like the wine (laughs) and she was like yeah (laughs) and i just had to keep serving them yep Mm -hmm. and then her dad said to me he was like i think it's great but he's like my problem is you get all these these things transferred over to the government. You can't fire people in the government. The unions are too strong. And I had to just, I had to take the L on that one. Because yep. I said, I don't have a union job. I don't want to get into it with this man. No. And get fired just sure. because I'm tired and yeah. I already worked brunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to pick and choose these days, you know? What minds can you kind of infiltrate? Yes. But I was like... To me, I was hoping what that comment was to her is like, because that's what I, what we always say is like, Bernie is one candidate supporting a certain number of policies, but it's about the agitation that's behind those Totally. Things. And so I was hoping maybe that'll have mm. her then look, maybe hopefully it'll, it'll have her maybe reflect and say, She's going to go home and write that in lipstick on her mirror. Whore. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so crazy that when you say that, I just like instantly saw that entire scene and that's so funny. Um, Oh, yes. If we can inspire one person to go home and write whore and <laughs> lipstick on their mirror, then we've made a difference. <laughs> then we've done what we came here to do. I think we got like five from the phone bank today. So that's Alone? great. Alone. Alone. So that's like so much lipstick Ugh, on yes. mirrors. <laughs> Please don't buy anything produced by Unilever. <laughs> oh my God in heaven. Yeah. It's fucking rough out there, man. I... I was telling Kelly that I've, I've been so, and this is like a new kind of crying for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about for you, but I, I think I'm just, I'm online too much and I'm, I'm like very engaged with everything and I'm taking in a lot of information and I just like, am so overwhelmed with honestly, just like, it is a positive feeling, but it's like very, it's an overwhelming, like being moved by what's going mm-hmm. on right now. And I'm like, why the fuck am I crying right now thinking about anyways well I was tweeting a little bit about this on Saturday while you were drunk that's correct notice those notifications popping up I said what's Kelly up to (laughs) and we're like uh oh (laughs) yeah I was like after the the double I had took down three or four margaritas turned beet red Mm. everyone was like are you okay and I was like just very Irish the Irish curse (laughs) um and but I was just reflecting on how <clears throat> not specifically being a Bernie Sanders supporter, but I think like opening myself up to the possibility that 
other people could be as like smart as me and could have as like complicated of lives as me, which I think that is something that I like, I definitely open myself up to that more being like a Sanders supporter and being like, okay, so this is like, I mean, I think it's like twofold. I think it like led me both to this and also, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah. But I just think it is a different, it's like a different way of being, and it's made me a, a more tender person, I hope. For sure. I mean, look, as we might have seen on my Instagram, I'm more than willing to triple down on something I say. I will fight to the fucking death. Mm-hmm. But also, I'll cry for you. I'll cry for you. Um, as my my good friend Ryan, who lives downstairs, was like, you know, being engaged in a political campaign... It's basically like you're part of like a Ponzi scheme, but you get all of the great psychological benefits of being in a Ponzi scheme. Yes. So it's like the, there's positive aspects of community and mm-hmm. kind of like larger thinking and big ideas, but you're also ultimately just, you know what I mean? Yes. It's not a perfect metaphor, but I, I get the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. anyways. And at the end of the day, I'll be uh, Bernie Madoff's son, you know, hanging from the raft. Oh, is he single? <laughs> He's <laughs> Unfortunately, he did kill himself. I thought he had multiple sons, though. Oh, yeah, he does have two sons. I was asking about the alive one. The alive guy. The alive Now, is your son alive <laughs> I don't know what, what alive is up to. <laughs> it's like a bibl- a little lo- known biblical name. Alive-y. Alive-y Madoff. <laughs> um, alive is probably single. It's got to be hard dating. I tell you, you got to stand by your man, you know, no matter what. If his father is involved in draining the bank accounts of thousands of people, right. or just a regular guy who owns a <laughs> bodega, you got to, you know, right? Yes. Kind of, you got to, you know, stick with it. Stand by your man. Yep, totally. Anyways, um, by the way, my entire knowledge of the Bernie Madoff case comes from that one movie starring Robert De Niro. I can't believe you saw that. I saw it multiple times. I thought nobody watched. Is Michelle Pfeiffer plays his wife or something? Yeah, it's so good. Is it good? I watched it like four times when I came out. But is it good? Because you watch a lot of things Mm, that aren't good. (laughs) I actually cannot tell you. Counterpoint, is it actually good? I don't know. I made like multiple people watch it with me. But I also made multiple people watch Molly's Game with me. Oh, boy. You know, you... It is tough to say. (laughs) But we love you nonetheless um okay let's okay. talk about our topic we've and been what we've, is our topic our topic is unfortunately we have to do this we're going to talk about coronavirus because nobody will stop talking about it and fine <laughs> okay fine. hey fine. we're joining in count me in for corona <laughs> yeah i'll take rounds of corona <laughs> two beers corona um yeah. So, okay. There's a lot, there's a few tiers of this topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. One, let's ask personally, uh, are you worried about Corona? What are your personal thoughts on this? Very unclear to me how worried I should be right now. I would say I'm at a one. Uh. Um, yeah. Not worried about it for you. Per- how about this for you personally getting sick 
or or for you personally in your everyday life? How worried are you about that? You're not worried about getting Three? sick. Three worried about it affecting your everyday life. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what about you? Um, I'm not super worried personally. I do know, like, we shouldn't say it's not a big deal because, you know. Of course, of for course, the people it is, it is. There's, there's people that it is actually a real worry and we can't discount that and say, it's everyone's just freaking out for nothing because it's yeah. a real thing. Um, but yeah, personally, I, I feel that I am healthy, knock on wood. Um, and I, I think I would be okay. Um, so I'm not worried about that, but there are, uh, quite a lot of, uh, of things that could happen to our industry as we yeah. will discuss that will be bad. And especially, yeah. Like if quarantine starts happening, that's going to be fucking weird. I mean, <clears throat> Is that likely to happen? See, I don't know. Well, because, like, there's been so much information. First of all, everybody listened to the same daily podcast, The Daily or whatever. Yeah, with Michael Bubara. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I've had the same quotes and numbers from that podcast, like, s- thrown at me from multiple people. You know what I've gotten it. a lot? What? Maybe this was on The Daily, but it just seems a little risque for the New York Times. A lot of people have said to me, well you know, 3 million people have AIDS, but people still don't use condoms. What? Yeah. What? Multiple people have said that to me. Multiple people have said that to you? Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? Raw dogging. Okay, yeah, I know (laughs) technically what you're talking about. Talking about raw dogging. I do not understand how that is in any way applicable to the situation. They're talking about the level of response. And what the, you know, where that is so such a fucked up thing to that makes me so angry. Yeah. Multiple people have said that. Yeah. What about AIDS in the fucking eighties? You absolute idiots. Fuck you. That's crazy. Fuck off with that. Okay. Don't, if you say that to somebody, don't not again, don't say it one time you've learned your lesson. Yeah. So we're thinking that's not coming from the daily. That's just some other. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of when, quick sidebar, I uh, I asked for a book about the AIDS crisis for Christmas, and then my boyfriend's mom got it for me, and then uh, I had to open that at, like, 7 a.m. on Christmas morning in front of his whole family, and then we all just started, like, haltingly talking about AIDS, and it was just, like, not what I really wanted to have happen. Yeah. Not a great, like, Christmas morning discussion. Surprise. As I, You know, you have to say a couple things about the gift you get. When you open it, you know. Yeah. Oh wow, this I so really want to read this. I'm really this is so interesting. I heard about this on NPR. It seems so interesting. <laughs> I heard about AIDS on NPR and I kinda wanted to know <laughs> I more. I heard about this. That Reagan guy seems really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to finish the end of the book to find out <laughs> if he's actually good or bad. Um I mean don't spoil it. Any <laughs> yeah, no, it don't tell me if Reagan's No bad. spoilers. <laughs> okay anyways so obviously there has been an, a large amount of uh, conversation regarding <laughs> restaurant industry workers in a way that i find very comical because i think for the first time in my whole life mm-hmm. i've heard people being like well we should absolutely again salute our brothers and sisters in the service industry who i mean they might be handling our food and i mean who can say they they can't go home they're gonna work while they're sick and they should be able to go home like everyone's freaking out about restaurant workers i'm like haha bitch i've been working sick for a decade handling your food every damn year we were joking about that at work on saturday night because on saturday morning 
it was like a, a cab driver in Queens was yep. diagnosed with Corona and then they declared a state of emergency in the state of New York. And we were joking about that because everyone was being really nice on Saturday. Like all our tables were like being so, like, everyone was like, wow, like my wow, section's yeah. so nice. And we were like, thank God it was a cab driver. Like, well, I wasn't getting this kind of treatment when it was just that doctor. Oh, <laughs> people didn't care. They were still being rude to me. <laughs> It is very, uh, it's very funny. And it's just, I think a lot of people, A, don't think about it and B, just maybe aren't aware, but, um, that the reality for many, many people is that we don't get paid sick leave. We don't get sick days at all. Yeah. And if you don't show up to work, you'll get fired. That's a lot of people's reality. So obviously if I'm sick, I still go to work. Because then I can't pay my rent if I don't, if I miss work. Yeah. That's just like, sorry. That's what we've created. Yes. That's the system. <laughs> and it is like, I do think that part of it is that people didn't realize that people came into work sick. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, what do you think? All the time. Like. Yeah. Well, also it's just like, you can't be like, even if you're pretty sick and you were like, fuck, I really don't want to go to work. Then it's also like, you're putting this burden. It's not fair, but you're seen as putting this burden on all your coworkers. It's also, especially in kitchens for the back of house. I've worked for multiple chefs who are like, let me send you home. Like you don't call out. I send you home. Oh, absolutely. And that's like a very common thing specifically for back of house. Yes. But it sometimes applies, but usually front of house is a little more lenient because you're the obviously front facing but that they're like, don't ever call out, come into work. And if you're too sick, I will, I'll be the judge. Oh yeah. That is totally a thing. Yeah. Which is insane also, but. Which is insane. And it's like, we don't have to get into it, but again, like toxic masculinity is just such a curse. Like, I want to see your snot, you little <laughs> pussy. I want you to snot all over yeah, me. You better be goddamn green. I better fucking see puke. It's like so disgusting. Like you're just like I'm sick, and your boss is like, N- "Come in and prove it." To Open me. your mouth, you fucking pussy. Let me let me feel your glands, buddy. <laughs> so bizarre. What a freak show. Um, um but <clears throat> the other disturbing flip side of this is that like we were reading this Grub Street article specifically about how they're preparing, and Lillian was posting about this on Instagram this weekend too, of like that so many restaurants were like, yeah, we're just getting ready for an upswing in delivery. And then there's like no contact. It's a new thing they're rolling out is called uh, no contact delivery. And it's like, that's the solution, which again is like <sighs> automation, like, or whatever. Like when people talk about like things being automated and what they mean is just like obfuscating right. the human right. role in it. Well, also it's like, who do you think's going to bring you the food still? Right. So they're like, yeah, <laughs> people are going to be quarantined or self-quarantined. So we're expecting deliveries to pick up. It's like, so everyone who makes the food, delivers the food, takes the orders. For the food. Like all of those people are not quarantined. Um, sorry. So they're also still in close proximity to your food, but they're at work. So but you don't, but you don't have to it. see them. You don't have to see the gross, sick, poor people. So, so that's better. You're quarantined. <laughs> You're like, people are talking about self quarantine and they're like, which is of course just locking yourself in your house, which is the fantasy of everyone on the Isle of Manhattan. Yes. That they're like, (laughs) 
in the way that like when, when people are like they want trump reelected, it's like they do want so they want to do this yeah. that's like every first of all everyone who works at an ngo is crying out desperate for quarantine <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. every, like actually probably the stockbrokers are more social than the fucking NGO work. For sure. You know what I mean? Cause they at least want to get laid and they do and they do, but the NGO people are on, have been on Prozac for the last 10 years. They can't nut to save their own lives. Good Lord. I'm just saying. Get on Wellbutrin guys. <laughs> it's supposed to raise your sex drive. Oh, that's a lot of fun. I'm looking over my glasses at Kelly. I don't need any help with it. Oh, right. That's me. Um, I forgot. I was like, who am I? Who are you? Who are we? <laughs> I'm a horny little dog. <laughs> the, the, right now. It's, you know, sometimes you're not, though. Sometimes I'm not. You don't value sex, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I value sex. All right, we'll talk about this off mic. Um, yeah, how's corona going to affect my hinge menchies? That's what I want to know. Oh, there's going to be a lot of bad jokes, I expect. I expect so. Um, no, I like sex. It's just like, I don't like pretty much anything that goes into it. I want the no contact. I want, want that. no contact sex. Yes, exactly. A sheet with a hole. <laughs> yes, I want Yentl. <laughs> I want Yentl. I desperately want Yentl. There's your new hinge profile. That's the one liner. I want Yentl. Oh, oh god no. damn it. Um, so besides the obvious inhumane uh fucking like <laughs> the what the conclusions they've come to for helping this vi- in in a, in the US is just to like let people who already have jobs that are good and they make enough money stay <laughs> home and then everyone else has to continue about our lives serving them that's what they've decided it's is a the real best Oscar's yeah. swag bag perfect perfect thank you so much okay great so we're all going to be a lot safer um and, and then it, of course on top of everything else did you see the hand sanitizers being made by like inmates in Rikers oh my god and like like, they're like, New York has its own hand sanitizer made by slaves. Yeah, literally. Cool. Like, amazing. Uh, Loving that. I'm going to fucking blow my brains out before coronavirus can get me. Um, but of course, then the other practical part of how it's going to affect, and we'll see, but um, is that obviously if people are freaked out and you know what? Here, another quick sidebar. Why is I've met so many people lately, increasingly germaphobes before this coronavirus stuff happened. I, everyone in here, Oh, outside clothes can't go inside your house. Like people bring crazy. Mm. Are you like that? You're not a germaphobe. Am I? I'm just asking if you have some, this is people I thought I knew are now like, I'm not ever going to touch a thing that's been outside in the city. Look, how if do you I live here if you're like that? I have like a college boys approach to hygiene. No, I know you do touch your face a lot. I touch my face a lot. I if I could go for a year without changing my sheets, I would do it. All right, forget it. Did you see that tweet that was like you could, if you could, would you do one day of shitting and 364 days of no shitting? Yeah, answer is yes. Of course, that's an obvious. It's an delusional. obvious answer. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> but. 
So if all of these people are quarant- are either self-quarantined or, I don't know, by law quarantined. I do, I do wash my legs in the shower. Do you, are you a leg washer? Oh, yeah. That was that whole tweet thing about yeah. white people don't wash their legs. I've huh. always lost. I didn't know it was an option. I mean, I shave my legs and therefore they get... Oh, I don't shave, but I, I didn't know that it was an option not to wash the legs. In the summertime, you get sticky, but what, in the winter, I've got dirt on my legs? I don't get it. So you're you're a no-leg washer? Yeah. I mean, I, I, as I said, I shave with soap, so... Oh, okay, sure. It's essentially the same thing. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Um... So the other big worry within the restaurant industry is obviously, like, A, losing employees to being sick. Yeah. And having that kind of be like a... Because I'm sure this fucking thing would rip through a restaurant in two fucking seconds, considering the amount of times norovirus has, like, wiped out an entire staff. Oh, at a re- yeah. Like, it's instantaneous. That's a thing. And then also, because people are freaked out, they're not going to be going out to restaurants. They're not yeah, going to be taking this... Yeah, I think Yeah, they're not going to be taking the subway. They're not going to be fucking traveling. They're going to be... Yeah you know, going to the corner restaurant and like wearing fucking face masks. It's I don't know. Once again, I mean, it's the same aspirating thing. Negronis or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Not aspirating. What are you snuffing through yeah. the face mask yeah. a drink? Yeah. Um, yes. I think the bigger threat to the industry is like, because I think actually, because I feel like restaurants, restaurant people are probably going to have some of the better, like, preemptive preventative strategies right that's because, already like, in our daily like yeah before coronavirus was a thing like it's oh, every winter every family meal is just being like feel free to step off the floor to wash your hands please be washing your hands multiple p- times of service if you do touch your face if you touch your nose please wash your hands like, yeah it's just like well we're primed for doh we're primed for not getting each other sick not getting you sick yeah it's yeah. something we think about already yeah and so I feel like that, but I think the bigger threat is it's like the run on the banks is people not going out. It's like the people that's like the part of the cycle of a recession is that like it creates its own condition mm-hmm. because it's like people pull money out of the banks and they decide not to spend any money. Then the recession deepened. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <sighs> Buckle up, baby. Buckle up. Yeah, I know. It's going to be, it's, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Not that I'm like excited to see what happens from the coronavirus, but it, it is interesting. And it's something that we've not really dealt with of this. It seems like people are much more freaked out about this than other things. Yeah. I don't exactly. I still don't know. I mean, the fatality rate, it's, it's interesting because the fatality rate is much higher than the flu. But it's interesting because I feel like it's affecting countries in different ways. And that's yeah. like, what is that? And that's like very interesting and weird. And I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what that means, really. Yes. And it's it's like, it's interesting because. Oh, because like culture plays such a big part in how that it's yeah. just really fascinating. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. And then like people were saying like all these like Islamic countries in Africa, mm-hmm. like not, not yeah. a problem there because everyone there is washing their hands right. and feet five times a day exactly so everyone's chilling man so crazy. italy fucked. italy <laughs> absolutely fucked y'all you dirty dogs <laughs> really? any surprise there no 
<laughs> I know. That's what I was saying is I was like, I don't think that I will get sick from coronavirus, but if I do get it, if I'm one of those asymptomatic people, I will give it to easily a thousand people because I'm just like so gross and well, just like on the subway, like smearing Carmex all over my face and like grabbing a pole then just like, buddy, Ew. I know you are. <laughs> I've like, seen it. I know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we definitely, I could see, I really, for you, I see a Typhoid Mary situation where they <laughs> yeah. try to keep you down. You're, you change your name, you move to another state, you're going to keep cranking out that potato soup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little girls are going to die. You're eventually going to have to go live on like a leper colony somewhere, wherever <laughs> they sent right. her. That's right. Um, but kind of a fun life of intrigue for a little while. For a little while. They got to track you down. <laughs> You know, I'm going to keep rising. You know what I mean? I'm like the Terminator with this shit. Just like coming back, coming back. I kind of, I think, I think Typhoid Mary is sort of like a working class hero. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to know the truth. Oh my God. If you think about it. wasn't she giving food to poor people? No, no, no. She was working as a cook for rich families. Oh, okay. Good for her. And she would just wouldn't accept that. She was just like, "Mm, nope, I'm not. I mean, kind of the same thing where she's like, no, I'm not going to stop working, even though I will (laughs) give typhoid fever to every person I serve. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Wow. Anti-capitalist queen. (laughs) I mean, if I'm remembering it correctly, which I think I am, but, um, I believe that that was the case. No, she wasn't. Yeah. She was also what uh, you could argue that she wasn't intentionally doing it, but I think by the end, maybe it's a little harder to. Yeah, definitely. I don't think she started out. I don't think she was like, well, but also like science wasn't. Fucking, yeah. People like, didn't understand how diseases. Were yeah. She's probably like, then. I, what the fuck you talking about? Or was she American? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just, I'm still kind of, I'm still, I'm processing. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm shook. I'm just, I'm silent. Shit. I think it must have been in England. Anyways. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, cholera, that was always a big problem because people didn't realize it was from water. And so they just literally be like, okay, like whatever. And then, I don't know. I read yeah. a book about it. Um, <laughs> I played Oregon Trail kind of. Cholera, it took, it was in London when they figured out that it was from water because they were like, wow, so weird, the same, like these different communities who have different wells and they, they all get sick and they all, and then they were like, oh, Oh, gotcha. It's in the water. It's in the water. That's where that phrase originated from. Hey, there must be something in the water. There must be something in the water. And that something was cholera. Oh man, I love history, don't you? Yeah, I love history. I love history, baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, time to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We got to go talk about UFOs for our Patreon episode. So if you would like to learn what we have to say about that, you're going to have to cough up five bucks. That's right. Um, not one dollar. It's five dollars. That's, right. <laughs> That's right, which I knew. <laughs> Going into this. Um. <clears throat> Please do uh, review, rate, and subscribe. Uh, it helps more people hear about this podcast and see it on the various apps. Um, we would love for you to sign our service for Bernie.org petition. It's in our uh, Instagram profile. Um, send it and share it, and uh, that would be great. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys. We love you. Have a good one. Bye.